0: what's up i'm matt Singson. i am a beer nerd gooseberry pumper nickels i have a love-hate relationship with ipa <laughs> crushable very chuggable what kind of hops you have in this one mm-hmm. uh when i taste it it tastes crisp is there a dog tag that, that's in there now let's go ahead and share the love with the other staff who are looking at us drinking all this beer wishing they could do it <laughs> Hello and welcome to another beer podcast. Uh, In this episode, I sat down with Todd Baldwin, who is founder and president of Red Leg Brewing Company in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And we get into everything. We talk about how he got to Colorado, uh, how what he uh, did in the 101st Airborne Division. And actually, he and I were in the same unit at the same time. We didn't even know it. So that's kind of crazy uh we get into how he started his brewery which was less unorthodox including how he financed it and we just uh, shoot the shit and have a lot of fun time so without further delay let me give you todd baldwin of red leg brewing company from colorado springs colorado okay so todd Thanks for coming on the podcast. It's awesome. My pleasure. Yeah, good to be here. Glad to have you in studio all the way from Colorado Springs. Colorado, Colorado Springs. Colorado Yes, sir. You got some beer in front of you. You brought plenty, which we, that's what I love to see. But before we get into that. Uh, you and I kind of have a connection that uh, uh, that I didn't know when I cold emailed you. Yeah, um, is that we were in the same brigade? Absolutely. At Fort Campbell with the 101st Airborne Division, uh, and you were in the second battalion. You're in No Slack. No right? Slacks. Yep. Two, three, two, seven. So second battalion, three twenty seventh Infantry. Uh, and what did you do for NoSlack? I was a fire support officer for Charlie Company, Second Three Two Seven. Okay, so a fister for the yep. for
1: those who don't,
0: for those who know the lingo and the, those who don't don't be offended. It's I, I promise you, it's used on a daily basis in a non derogatory term. yep uh, fire support specialist. And uh, did you deploy? I
1: did. I went to Iraq with uh, them, uh, two thousand seven and eight. So you were in Kirkuk. I was in Samara. You are in
0: Samara. Oh, okay. So, okay. I, I deployed twice with them. And my first deployment was with Kirkuk. I guess that was from 05 to 06. Yep. And then I was up in uh, Cobb Spiker and Tikrit. Uh, I guess that deployment 7 to 8. I made my, I made my way. I didn't ever made my way down to uh, Samara. No, I did actually, but I went to... Uh, Patrol base Olson. That's where I was at. Oh you're pole, you're at Olson. Okay. Yep. What was the fob that was, it was not really in Samar, it was north of So that?
1: the one that like our battalion set up was yeah. Brassfield Moro. That's right, Brassfield Mora. Yeah. And then oh, we kinda okay. got detached down to Patrol Base Olson. Okay. And then we set up inside the city. Well, those were both inside the city, but yeah. we set up uh Patrol base Yuvani too. okay. I remember. So that. we had two of them out there. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of not the best place to be.
0: Yeah, no, I went to I only went to P. B. Olson once, yeah. and uh, and I was glad I was only there once. You know, yeah. I was I was living the fat life up at Cowespiker, right? And I, I was in military intelligence, so like I was, you know. Doing my thing, but uh, that's cool, dude. And yeah, like, like I said, I just uh, emailed you a few weeks ago, told you about this, asked you if you'd be interested to in being on it, and you're like, yeah, actually, I was in two, three, two, seven, and that just blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, I know this dude, kind of, <laughs> maybe, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we definitely did the secret handshake when we met. Yeah. Exactly. So we knew that we were both we were both real. Like yeah, yeah we're both Bastone we, guys. We, we, exactly, Bastone. Yeah. Man, I sure I have a Bastone shirt still that I usually wear. I Honestly, want to sleep or yeah. something. But I should well, wear it. Today. I still have my like my no slack shirt, but I I oh, can't man. wear anymore because I'm just I drink too much beer now. Right. That, yeah. That's what I was talking about. It's As like, we all yeah. do. Right. Yeah. So you got out in '09. I got I out did. in 2009. Uh, and when did you start the brewery? How'd you get into brewing? Tell me all the backstory. Awesome question. Um,
1: kind of a circuitous route to starting Redleg. It's a Great uh, word, by the way. It's a GRE word, dude. Use it, man. <laughs> I used to always joke, people: if you can't spell it, you can't use it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can't spell it, but okay, well, I'm still going to use it. It's okay. Boom. <laughs> We're podcast, not writing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I got out and wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, so I just wrote a desk job uh, in Nashville. Um, Tennessee. So yeah. just just love that town. Yeah. Love the vibe. Love hanging out down there. Um, basically, enslaved myself to a cubicle. And after a while, I was like, man, is this like really what I want to do? Kind of sucks, right? Like, man. This, this blows yeah. like i, I mean I, i've like i was in the army i fought hard for my country sure. did what they asked me to do you know, this is really what i serve for yeah and i was basically walking in my notice one day just to be like you know i'm gonna figure it out i'm just this isn't it and they're like hey before you give us whatever you have in your hand we want you to help us with an office in little rock arkansas and i'm like i'm not going to little rock arkansas right. i was like no I no moved. offense to anyone little yeah rock, sure i it's love a great town. little rock yeah but i was yeah. just like man i've moved so much you know after like Benning, Lewis, Sill, deployment back, deployment back, or, yeah. you know, in between mid-15 month pulls a long yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, right, just was a 15 month deployment. Yeah. That's right. Crazy, right? Damn, dude. Just a long time. That. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so like, well, this is how much we're going to pay you. And I was like, I love Little Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call the hogs right now. Let's do it. And I learned, how, you well, know, go raise your backs. suey, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You do all that stuff. So, uh, I ended up moving to Little Rock in about, I don't know, six, seven weeks into I got a new boss. And she was in the Memphis area. Maybe it was like Maybe it was like three months, yeah. just a while. And she was like, hey, I'm going to come visit you guys tomorrow in Little Rock. And I was like, cool, whatever. So she comes out, hangs out with us, meets the team, yada, yada, yada. We go out to dinner, yada, yada, yada. Like I don't know, like a day or two later, she calls me. She goes, hey, I need you to come to Memphis tomorrow. And I was like, "Like you were just here. Like, yeah. Why do I have to go to Memphis? She's like, yeah, no, just come to Memphis. I was like, that's like a three-hour drive. I was going to say. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, no, just come. I need to talk about your business development and uh, bring your computer when you come. And I was like, okay. So I hop in the car, you know, had to be there at 8 a.m. So I leave, you know, Little Rock at like 4.30 in the morning. And um, I show up. They're there to greet me. And they fire me on the spot.
0: What? I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Wake up at 4.30, drive across a state. Bring your computer because you got to turn it in probably. It's you their got property. It. That was what they wanted. Holy. Your business development, which is ending, ending now. Ending
1: now. No severance, no nothing. We just had move there, moved everything we had there. You like, probably, just got, you probably broke your
0: lease or yep. had to do whatever you did. So Jeez, boom, literally dude. just dropped
1: the bombing. So how needless how, to say, I was not a happy camper when all that went down. But yeah, you know, it was a good life lesson, um, uh, and that was that. I mean, pretty much that was it. And I drove three hours back home and I was like, never again. I will never put myself in a situation where I can't, my attitude, my attitude don't dictate how well I do in life. Yeah. And uh, that really opened my eyes to that in corporate America, I guess you want to call it. Yeah. That's uh, probably not even corporate America. Like it doesn't happen very often, something like that. But uh, that's basically yeah, what ins- happened. That's an insane story. So yeah. I had my first home brew set up about six months prior. I had, I had written the initial business plan for Redleg. And, and I was the, like, for this brewery, yeah.
0: we're talking, and let's go and open one for yeah, two if totally you want, minutes, since we're talking so, about beer. So
1: uh, I'll probably start us with, um, um. well, my wife was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, let's just, I was like, you can go wherever you want to go. Yeah. And she's like, I want to go to Colorado. That's what you said? And no, that's what she that's said. What she said, because okay. I moved her all the time, yeah, you know, yeah. and she was like, let's go to Colorado. And I was like, word, where do you want to go? She's like, Colorado, Denver. And I was like, how about Colorado Springs? There's five breweries there, or five uh, breweries military bases. There. Yeah, there
0: are Air Force Academy too, right? Air Force Academy, yeah.
1: Peterson, NORAD, uh, Carson, and Shreve. Okay. Wow, Crazy, I didn't right? even know that. Huh. I, I didn't know I didn't know this either, but like it's the second largest conglomerate of military outside of D.C. So I left one conglomerate and then I came to that the East Coast conglomerate. That is good trivia. So I uh, <laughs> came out here and uh, started the brewery, man, cranking out about thirty gallons of beer a day. We just got our numbers back today. We sold thirty-five thousand cases of beer last year. Wow. So in five less than five years, we kind of grew that much and in, in in a sweet you know. In a tough market. I mean, when we started, I was gonna, where we are like now,
0: the, it's like the craft beer it's, capital. It's like mecca, man. It, it's kind of it, like starts there. It's crazy, actually. The um, yeah, uh, it's it does start there. It's, I mean, the, the big the big dogs, the, the New Belgiums. Yep. The uh, God, who makes Dale's Pale Ale? Uh, Odell. Odell is yeah. out, there. Yeah. out there. Oscar Blues is Oscar out there. Blues with, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, um, Coors. I mean, yeah, Coors. Call, call they want, bl- but yeah, yeah. They own, Blue, Moon. Blue Moon is owned by Coors. Yep. So it, it, the, the streets run amber or dark, depending on your beer, <laughs> depending on your taste, with beer in Colorado. And you decided to open up a brewery because yep. your wife is like, let's move to the mountains. Let's move to Colorado. Yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah, totally. Yep. Wow, so that's dude. what
1: we did, man. And, and we just kind of like the time there's only a few veteran numbers in the country. So this is like two thousand twelve. Okay. Maybe we yeah, started in two thousand twelve as far as like getting the ball rolling. There wasn't very many of us out there at the time, so wasn't a whole lot of people to lean on, ask questions to or whatnot. So we just kinda just went for it. And yeah. um yeah. I mean, since day one we've been grinding and and uh, you know, competing in a in a tough market, but we just keep growing because it's all about quality, man. Like yeah. it starts and ends really there. We always say, like we don't we don't want to be known for like veterans brewing beer or like a veteran owned or veteran brewed type thing. Yeah, we, we highlight it, but sure. At the end of the day, like if our beer's not great, then it's going down the drain, and we're not gonna let you have it. Right, and we always say like we want you to like our beer first and think it's cool that we're veterans that are doing it. Yeah, which is really important to us. Yeah. Um, as well, a company.
0: What I like about it is, I mean, your can here is called Red Leg Brewing Company. And could you just explain to people who don't know what a reg- red leg is? Yeah,
1: so it goes all the way back to the prior Civil War when you get in these long lines of battle and they used to just <laughs> smash into each other, right? Well, um, it, when you have like 100,000 muskets going off in the battlefield, it creates a lot of smoke. Mm. So just like exit signs are red, just like stop signs are red and fire extinguishers are red, it's because there's, there's smoke building up in there. The only color you can see through smoke is red. So if you're an infantry guy and you push the other side back, you want the guys with the cannons behind you to stop shooting, oh, right? You don't want them to bounce yeah. a ball into you. Yeah, that, yeah. that would that would suck. Yeah, right. And so uh, so sure that way, when they sent like a, a guy in a horse messenger, a guy running to find you to tell you to stop shooting, they could find you faster. Oh wow! So that's where it all started, so, and they put a literally put a red stripe down their
0: pant leg. Wow. And so let's go ahead let's, get, let's drink some of the beer if we can. No doubt, bro. Um, what we, what's, what's the first one up? So I, uh, I'm i going to start with uh, Howitzer Amber, Okay, but it's
1: in a different package this year because uh, our good friends at the 4th Infantry Division asked us to uh, rebrand one of our packages for uh, the celebration of the 100 years of the 4th Infantry Division. Is that why I see ivy on it? So yeah, so each can yeah. has 100 ivy leaves on it.
0: Okay, so 4th Infantry Division, uh, headquartered at Fort Carson, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Um, it's, uh, if you look at the patch, it's a diamond, and it has four ivy, uh, I guess they're, they're ivy flowers? Yep. Ivy, 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 leaves, ivy leaves, I think is what they call them. And in the Army, we used to say, uh, I'm sure you heard the joke, before, the 4th fourth, fourth ID patch is four lieutenants pointing north. Because right. it's pointing in all four directions on this diamond. So that's kind of funny. But it has four ivy. And it, 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 when you see it uh, in color, it is it is green. And when I look at the can here, uh, it has ivy over it. So it's really like a hometown, like a, like a paint totally. homage to, to the unit for sure. Absolutely, yeah. You
1: know. The can's like designed, so it looks like the, the leaves are actually growing off the can yeah, itself. Yeah, it definitely looks, has that look. Yeah, just the way it kind of grows. And then obviously ivy, ivy division, and then 100, 100 years of service. Wow. So yeah, man. So uh, just a really nice malty caramel. Uh, amber. Okay. Um, just real smooth drinking. Comes in at like 5%. So nothing's going to knock your socks off. Yeah. So it's um, good for day drinking, if you will. if will put up they, to the mic so you can hear. Oh, it.
0: oh please do. We love sound effects. We're all oh, audio. Yeah. That, so good. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, this is actual beer, people. And we're passing it over thousands of dollars worth of electrical equipment. Uh, but it's okay. My bosses don't care. Um,
1: I don't think they're watching right now. Mm. We'll just wave. Hey. Oh, dude.
0: Okay. So this tastes like a fresh beer. Like yeah. when was this brewed? Because it tastes um, so fresh.
1: So on the bottom, we always put
0: ours, we put deployed okay so
1: ours was deployed the 28th of december
0: okay i was gonna say it tastes like a so fresh two beer. weeks yeah um it's 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 delicious it, not
1: bad for traveling uh across what, the country 1500 miles today
0: yeah i don't even know yeah we, you woke up in colorado today
1: it, and, Four. i got to the airport at 4th this morning in colorado god you're a better man than i oh
0: man <laughs> you must be tired no i'm ready to drink some beer yeah yeah this, this beer is good uh it's, I mean, it's great um i love ambers i love the maltiness uh, yeah I, I love the i love the, the sweetness that comes with it um and this is just one. It tastes so fresh that I could just like slam a few back right now.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah super sessionable. You know, mm-hmm. um, at five percent you can have people really enjoy. Fall, yeah, um, off. it kind of falls into that kind of. A lot of people look at it like a Sam Adams log or Boston Lager, kind of. It's not a logger; it's an ale. Exactly. Um, thank you
0: for saying that. So yeah. right now, but what are, you have like a bunch of cans. Yeah, I mean, stacked I,
1: over there. I, you can have one of uh one of each, man. I'll make sure you get some okay, here. Cool. Yeah. yeah, no, we brought um the Howitzer Amber. Ivy 100. Okay. We brought Hilo Hefeweizen, which is our okay, uh, a real nice German Hefeweizen. Hilo, like a helicopter. And we brought our uh, two-world beer cup-placing beers, our Blue Nose Brown Ale, which got uh, third in the Brown Porter category in 2016. Now what's, what,
0: what's a Blue Nose for people who don't know?
1: A Blue Nose is when you cross the Arctic Circle in your boat in the Navy. You're a Blue Nose. So we're the only brewer in history to name one beer that, uh three different colors. So you have like Red Leg, Blue Nose, Brown Ale.
0: Whoa! <laughs> Blows your mind, right? Man, when you think about it,
1: that's not for
0: us. That's for beer scholars two hundred years from now. Yeah. That is like that is that next level shit. Yeah,
1: I'm um, so glad this made like the interweb for for life. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: that's 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 super. That's super. We cool. didn't realize
1: it when we first did it. We're like, man, we just put three colors in that beer. That's a little weird. Oh, eh, yeah. well, it sells great. It's What's great, not? Right? Yeah, it yeah. does sell the red. And then now, won a world beer cup medal. It's like okay.
0: Yeah, that's right. You won two world beer cups. We're yep. talking about this before we started recording, but please tell, tell us about your the success yeah. It was crazy.
1: Had. We um we weren't really sure if we should even enter in the competition because the world beer cup happens every two years. Oh wow! So we're every time like the that Olympics. our brewery's been able to enter, we've won a medal, which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, especially with how many how many beers are out there and so many people are making such great beer, just to be recognized. Uh, you know, our breweries specifically. Yeah. making quality quality craft beers is, is, is an honor, truly. So what happened with Devil Dog Style, I'll never forget, it was actually in Denver, the CBC, that, or the Craft Brewers Conference that year, and I didn't go. I was like, ah, I just... Uh. It's so, right down the road. You so didn't I was literally <laughs> watching it like on Twitter, I think, or something like that, and yeah. we were at one of the local uh, um, tap houses, just having a beer, and all of a sudden, I'll never forget, it was like um, my phone, the live stream, like cut out for a second, and then all of a sudden it came back, and all I saw was like Devil Dog go across the screen. And I was like... Holy shit! Did we just win? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my phone just starts blowing up. There's always messages start coming through, and we're sitting in the bar. We're like, "Yes, we won!" And we didn't know what we won, but we thought maybe we won gold, but we won bronze, which is which is great. Don't even an honor just to be nominated. Yeah, right. It's crazy. Yeah. So we're we started buying rounds for everybody in the bar, like going crazy. And it was like eleven, probably eleven thirty at night. We went back to the brewery, and there was like fifty people outside the brewery waiting to come in. And like they were just wanted to Best advertisement us. you could ever have. And um, yeah, because we closed at ten o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> so we. I think people just wanted to come see us and like yeah. congratu- congr- congratulate us on, uh, on uh, just just being recognized like that. Especially in Colorado, where it's a big deal for Colorado breweries to place. I mean, the Colorado Brewers Guild puts a big emphasis on that, and um, so we were able to win. And literally, we just open up. I think we parted till like four o'clock in the morning, just crushing Devil Dog Stouts all night long. It was awesome. That's so cool. Just to be there with our fans, people that really helped the brewery get it going from the start. So, yeah, yeah. Especially so, like our brewery. Man, you know, you know, my wife and I started on 18 credit cards. Like, that's not really a common story we talk about. Wow. But 29 banks in Colorado turned us down. So I found in eight hours, we took out 18 credit cards, uh, balance transferred $350,000 in credit card debt into the business, and that's how we started it.
0: That is an insane story. It's something that I don't think you'd probably recommend to other entrepreneurs out there. But it seemed to have worked out for you guys. So it's
1: funny. I always get asked to do these talks about – I always get asked to speak at these things called, like, non-traditional funding sources to start a business. And I'm always (laughs) like, I'm going to tell you how I did it. But I don't recommend it because it's a lot of pressure. The only thing that I I would ever say that was the benefit in doing it the way that we did was no bank secured – any of our assets. So they couldn't take our home because it's credit card debt. It's not secure debt. They would
0: just come after you until the day you died and the interest would keep accruing, but they're not going to take your business or your equipment or your house House, or anything. My car, anything like that. Your daughter or dog. So I'm
1: not telling you to do this. Don't. It's (laughs) stupid. It kept me out for the last four and a half straight years. But yeah, so I paid it off December 31st. All of it. All of it. Done. Boom. So,
0: Happy New Year. Darn. New Year, New yep. You. Just said new done beer. with it. Yeah.
1: Yep. So, we just cleared it out, and and that was kind of a big, big, big goal for us. So, that's how we started, actually. Okay. And then, um, yeah, man, we've just kind of been running ever since.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, we talked about Devil Dog Stout, and I just finished this one. So, let me go ahead and get a little bit you of that. You want that, or you then. want to do Hefeweizen? I'll do the heifer, actually, yeah, and my, then we'll go to yeah, stack yeah, yeah, out.
1: I kind of, I kind of threw us out of a uh, little bit of order, but that's no,
0: okay. Hey, yeah. You, you're... Now is this Hefo Hefeweizen... So for me, Hefo Hefeweizen uh is a little bit polarizing because I think majority of Americans really don't understand what the hell a Hefeweizen actually is. And when I was in college, I had the opportunity to do a semester in, in Europe and I definitely found my way to Munich. Yeah. Uh and I had an actual Hefeweizen Yeah. Uh and I'm like, okay, this is this is this is what they're calling Blue Moon back home. Or yeah. this is what it should be. Yeah. You know, so um like very very clovy, yep. uh fruit lemon is, is a is a flavor. So is this like it's a, really b- bav- Style yeah, absolutely. Cool. I mean, uh,
1: cool. it's tons of bananas. I mean, you'll get the bananas for sure. A lot of cloves. We actually ask and recommend people, like, pour it hard, pour it fast, and we actually rouse the can before we actually pour it. So we'll actually start spinning it around inside Ooh. the can, and what I usually do is I'll actually pour a little bit off.
0: Give that a shot there.
1: I love the can. that has got some olive drab green yeah, on it. Yeah, so it's supposed to be like a, um, a Huey, uh, like, paint job. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you got, like, the rescue on it. Yeah. Not a step. It's funny. Yeah, man. Fire panel. I'll
0: I was just... going to ask, since you were an artillery, and artillery... I mean, I wasn't an artilleryman, uh, but from what I understand about it, I looked a little bit of up knowing you were going to come in here. Uh, precision is the name of the game. Yeah, bro. So uh, yep. having that frame of reference in your mind, how does that transfer over to brewing? And and, and brewing adds in a whole other science background yeah. uh, to it. So like, did you have to take a crash course in chemistry, or did you hook up with a brewer? How did you actually... Yeah, so...
1: Um... Um, so we're able to do attract and retain some really phenomenal brewers that believed in our mission, what we're trying to do, um, keep pushing the distribution side of things. We had now three brewers, and we're adding a fourth. Oh, wow. Just to, just to keep up. And that's pretty much six days a week, 18-hour days. Straight brewing. Just all the time. Just keep grinding.
0: Where's your distribution?
1: So we just do southern Colorado. Okay. So just south of Denver. So we don't actually venture into Denver. We do a good job down where we're at. Okay. And then, um, you know, we venture out uh, like through military bases and things like that from time to time just kind of test the waters a little bit. But yeah, oh, that's wow. good.
0: Well, you got to make your way over to Colorado to have it. And the beer's great. Uh, Thank you. So this th- this is half here. i in na- here. You said you nailed it. When I... The color is really good. It's, it's like a straw color, what a half oyster should be. Yeah, nice and cloudy. Exactly. Are like, oh, it's you not clear. It I'm like, no, man.
1: Like, and that's it. what we say, like, rouse the can. So, rouse. what does rouse mean? Like, just, just kind of uh, spin it around in your hand. Gyrate it. Um, yeah, almost like a centrifuge, kind of like yeah. you're kind of spinning up any sort of particulates to the bottom back up into the beer. And so, this blue nose porter, let's talk about that. And we run in the brown porter category mm. and um just a great delicious beer it's going to have people are always like oh it's coffee no it's roasty notes it's really yeah, kind of what kicks it off and starts and then we finish it with some great chocolate malt on the back end so you really get this kind of roastiness and all of a sudden this chocolate notes just kind of smash your palate and it's just delicious so yeah. it's awesome um one cool. of our best sellers uh, for sure uh in in Colorado Springs so.
0: and the, these are all the flagship beers you that you brew do you get all your hops from Colorado?
1: Uh, no, we don't actually. Not okay. all of them. Um, there aren't a lot of huge hop farms in Colorado. I didn't think there were. Uh, I don't know it's why it's I asked Mostly that like question. the Yakima Valley, like Oregon, Washington. Yeah, that's where. A so lot we go them up there from. like once a year to check on our crop, and we harvest. Or we uh, partner with our uh, farmers up there to help
0: us out. Okay. So yeah. That's all right. Yeah, this is this is so much fun. Everybody out there, if you, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but start a beer podcast. This is the best idea I've ever had. <laughs> it doesn't like, suck, does yeah, it? It doesn't it suck. People at always
1: all. ask me, "What's it like owning a brewery, bro?" And I'm like, "It doesn't suck." Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm poor and I sleep on the ground sometimes because uh, I'm tired. But and you
0: were worried about massive credit card debt up until a few weeks ago. A few but, weeks ago. But now you're a new man. Crazy. New set sales. Cool. Um, do you employ any other veterans? Or yeah. Is it so kind
1: of... uh we have. So out of my 11 employees, half are veterans. Wow. So five and a half. So <laughs> wait, I'm just saying that. No, I was counting myself. Ten. Okay. Okay. So if I'm in, then we have six. So out of my 10 employees, five of them are veterans. And if you count me, yeah. there's six of us. Well, yeah, definitely count For 11.
0: You. Yeah. I think craft beer and the military community, for me, I think go hand in hand. Uh, because one thing, when I first started getting into craft beer when I, when I was in college, after the army, actually, when, when I was in college, I was drinking like, you know, miller high life in the barracks the good stuff the the champagne of beers i'm from milwaukee it's wisconsin beers shit. in my blood right <laughs> yeah and i could buy it on fort campbell at the shop at i think for let for like 397 i i think back in or whenever because of course there's no tax so less than four bucks you know I, that's something to do on a yeah. on a on a on a Thursday night or Tuesday morning, right? Yeah, totally. Um, That's awesome. So I turned 21 (laughs) in Iraq in my first deployment. Oh, uh, no. My 21st birthday. My mom had the foresight to send me a rum cake and it had like a little jigger rum in there. And she's like, no, just pour it over the instructions she mailed me were just pour it over the cake and eat it. And I was like, hell no. I tried to, I I swallowed the jug and trying to see if I can get a buzz, but I couldn't. uh, But the day I came back from deployment, I was like basically 21 in the United States for the first time. And, you know, we got back like a I don't even know, like 2 o'clock in the morning. It like, sure. like a weird time. And, you know, we we handed in the weapon and went back, and I had a bar- room in the barracks because, you know, I was a single soldier. And But before I did that, I made a, I walked to a shop at because uh, I couldn't get my car out of impound. Or not, yep. was it wasn't in impound. It was in, like, storage. Couldn't get it out till like, the next day. It's so basically, basically impound. Yeah, it is <laughs> impound. Yeah, yeah. I just, well, it was free, right? So I didn't pay money on it. But uh, I walked, and I got a six-pack of Killian's Irish Red. Nice. And a uh, bottle of... uh. What was it? It was Captain Morgan's, but it was tattoo. They're black rum. Okay, they don't make it anymore, and there's right. a reason for that. And I bought yeah. a two-liter Coke. And I remember, and I rented, I think I rented or bought two movies, right? Yeah. And I just went back and it was nothing to do, middle of the night, and I was jet lagged. So yeah. I got into the six pack and started drinking the rum and woke up the next morning, had half a bottle of rum and the movies were like, I, I couldn't tell you what they were about. Yeah. Right? Um, I think I had two beers left. So I definitely, you know. You had a good time. Yeah, well well I, deserved, well earned, good time. Of course. Time. Yeah. But what I want to say is that craft beer in the military go hand in hand because it is a sense of community. You know, you're, you're in this com- competitive space in colorado and it is like one of the biggest craft beer states if not the biggest craft beer maybe north carolina i would say like california oregon yeah. um, or definitely oregon you get to shoot i think, out I, think
1: yeah. I think California's hit a thousand breweries wow someone told me that the other day and i was like what a thousand i mean i mean having so many breweries so many great breweries yeah drives competition which is good for you
0: the consumer actually let's talk about the beer that you just poured me that i i have been sipping on the it, deliciousness it is, it is great um you mentioned that it's got some chocolate on the back end. Yep. I definitely get the chocolate. I get the roastiness on the front end, especially yep. on the nose. Yep, big time on the nose. Um, definitely, you say this is a porter or
1: a brown it's, ale. We would call it a brown ale, but it really crosses into that porter brown category. Okay, okay. That's
0: um, yeah, great. Um, thank I, you. This is. I'm a seasonal drinker, and this is a, a definitely kind of beer that I would drink next to a fire yep. or something at, at at night. How did working in the craft beer industry change how you drink or how you appreciate? I'm sure it turned upside down.
1: Yeah, the appreciation for it is is has always been there, but especially now, um, especially when you find a beer that you're like, "Damn, that's a great beer," and then you start asking questions like, "How did you like what?" and you start kind of breaking it down. Hopefully, you can get with the owner or yeah. you know whoever made it, but if not, it's really just kind of that um, um, that continual search for knowledge. Yeah. And no matter what you do in life, it's kind of the same thing here. Like for us, that's our passion. That's what we look at. It's always improving yourself and your quality and your and ultimately your craft. And hopefully people can realize that because you know, we don't brew beers on the millions of gallons level like some people do. Yeah, which is you know, okay. We're, There's we're, room for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're seven hundred gallons a pop. You know? Yeah. And to think that that beer's gotta move in ninety days. Wow. Is, because that, that's our that's our quality standard. That it's just got,
0: sounds like pressure. Yeah. Like a lot of pressure. Like, you to
1: know. To think that all that beer gets sold in that, you know, ninety, hundred, hundred day mark. Yeah. Um, you know, it's truly a um, it's truly a good reflection on the brewery because we put that back on our you know our distributors and things like that. This, this beer has to sell in this amount of time, or else we're going to pull it out of the market. Yeah, because we know one bad beer can 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 lead people in the wrong direction about your
0: brand. Yeah, that's true. Um, when you are talking about food and 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 beverages, you don't get a second chance. I eat at a restaurant once; it's terrible. I am not going to go back. The ultimate responsibility always falls on the brewery, as it should. Yeah. I mean we need to make sure that that line's
1: cleaned. We need to make sure that servers know what they're talking about when they're when they're uh, telling a, a consumer like, hey, try red leg, try this beer. Yeah. Um, it's not the restaurant's fault if, if certain things happen to the beer while you know, while it comes out. It's not the distributor's fault for you know whatever because ultimately it relies on you anyway. It's, like they yeah. don't Yelp or they don't right. go on Untapped and smash mm-hmm. the distributor for for the bad beer, right? Yeah,
0: like i I can't name a I can't name a beer distributor, right? Yeah, but, but I know the I, but I know the bartender that the they served me the wrong beer or something right. like that. But 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 that eventually it's gonna fall back to the to the brewer. Let's go ahead and get that last. Yeah, one. I got two more. Oh my god, two more! Hell okay. yeah! Excuse me, yeah, right? That's awesome, saying. But we got Devil Dog Stout here. Devil Dog. Now that, that, that's paying homage to the to our Marine Marine brothers, Corps and sisters out there. Yep. So what's a Devil Dog?
1: So Devil Dog is what back in World War One is what the Germans referred to as the Marines because they fought um, like crazy devil like dogs. Crazy devil dog, yeah, dogs. man. Yeah. So that's kind of where it all came from. Um, it's a great beer. It got uh, third in the World Beer Cup in the foreign style stout category. Wow. That in it's um, one of the more in,
0: competitive categories. Absolutely, I think. yep. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm.
1: so yeah, it was our first medal that we took home. We opened in 2013, but that was the first time we could actually compete. Uh, in a World Beer Cup it was in like, fourteen. What year was this? Fourteen. Okay. Yep. So it was great, man. It's got that really rye peppery start it to it. It Definitely does. Yeah. Um, some uh, some great malts going on in there. It looks um, like a great stout. It's phenomenal. It looks like a great stout. And, and, and instead
0: of a can, and, and I'll be honest, usually stouts I've had out of, out of a cans, I am not impressed with. Uh, yeah. Or only because I know I, I know to uh, the, the, the best stouts or the great stouts, I, I prefer I prefer to, to have them on draft. Sure. All beer, I prefer to have on draft. But yeah. like uh, a stout out of a can that's good uh i think is exceptional and should be commended and this is a great sound out of a can appreciate it so I yeah definitely. it's one of our
1: best sellers in, in cans mm. um this beer just flies on the shelf and it's just you don't find a lot of um a lot of craft brewers kind of saying like this is a flagship beer for us this is a beer that we keep in the market 365 days a year yeah because it just goes so well it's just um, it's so easy drinking for a stout. I it think people are always like, "Wow!" They're always smooth. like, "Is it like four and a half percent?" It's like, "No, it's like seven percent." This is a seven percent, beer? seven point one. Okay,
0: I thought for sure because only because a lot of stouts they tend to be on the lower ABV. Like sometimes yeah. less. The, be, the, the, the best ones that I like are like uh, between like four and a half, five percent for uh, ABV. But this is a seven yeah. percent. It doesn't taste like it. Not at all. It, it'll sneak up on you. I got to slow down it, here. It come
1: gets you real quick. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. delicious, man. No, a lot a <laughs> lot of people like it, and um, the feedback on this beer. It's Been great since day one, so yeah, cool. Really excited about it.
0: Well, what can we expect from you in the future, and how can people find your beer?
1: Um, the best way to uh to find us is redlegbrewing.com or any of our social media outlets at redlegbrewco. Uh, we have all the the Twitter and the Instagram and the book face and all that good <laughs> stuff. All the, book face. the old book face, <laughs> that's so fun. Uh, yeah. no, we uh we keep it pretty uh pretty updated, so we're always doing stuff every day. and... You know, we do a lot of cool things in our community. We uh, just launched a thing called the Cannon Crew, which is our uh, almost like a charity nonprofit wing that we started for the brewery. Oh wow! So we actually hired a person to do all of our veteran and community outreach. So we're 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 in the process of building a home for a local veteran who needs help through Habitat for Humanity. A couple weeks ago, we were down um, at the food bank helping out, peel potatoes and things like that. And that's just you know using what we have to our advantage to say, like you know what, we have this pretty loyal following. Yeah. See if people want to help us and make our community better. So we we really love doing things like that um, to help out. I'm the founding member with uh, with another guy, Dan Ackerman. Shout out to uh, hey Dan, hey buddy, <laughs> and uh, a couple other guys mm. uh, that helped us get the Veterans Beer Alliance off the ground. I don't know if you've heard of that.
0: I have, only because I've started this podcast and I've looked into it. Uh, but tell everyone. So what it so yeah,
1: so I'm uh, kind of like the founding uh, member, one of the founding I members didn't know you of were that. A founding member. Okay, yep. cool. And it's a national organization of veteran breweries working together to reduce our economies of scale. So we basically have the buying power of a large regional brewery, but yet spread out over these smaller breweries throughout the country.
0: So imagine like a consortium or a guild, if you will, like a brewer's guild, uh, where you where it is um, – I guess the closest thing I would compare it to is almost like the NFL, where you guys all throw into a pot. and Or how does this work? Is, do you guys do profit sharing? Or? We don't do
1: stuff like that. It's okay. more like a um, – okay. Like I, I most like want to call like a trade organization. It's okay. probably a better, better way maybe because we don't lobby, we don't do anything like that. Okay. Like a guild would do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, basically, yeah. what we say is, um, don't you want to support veteran brewers across the country? Right. So, like our huge suppliers, and then they help us with pricing, and then we okay. basically bring on the organization to buy from them. Okay. And we say, hey, as veteran brewers come on board, we'll, um, we'll, uh, you know give them the preferred vendor list on who we all use yeah um and things like that how many brews 38
0: of us now 38 of is not that crazy yeah that is crazy yeah so yeah, i can so. get each and every one of them on the podcast yeah isn't that great that'd, yeah it'd be awesome cool man well thank you for coming and sharing the love and the beer definitely Good appreciate that, it and uh red leg brewing check them out great beer Thanks. cheers, cheers.